Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Last week, I, I, I owe y'all an apology because I started a story, and then I realized that we were out of town, uh, out of time, so I had to cut it short. You know, it wasn't intentional, right? No, it was intentional. It was Last week, we started a series called The Mesa Maze. We are talking about uh, plateaus. Now, a plateau can be a mesa, a flat mountain, or it can be symbolic of a time in your life where you're still doing everything that you had been doing, but you just don't see any growth. So last week, I congratulated y'all, and I I was sincere about it. I congratulated everybody that was watching or listening or online because in order to get to a plateau, you had to have done something. You don't don't plateau by not doing anything. You only plateau when you are doing something. So I congratulated you on getting to that spot because it it means something, okay? It means something. So um, last week I I ended the sermon uh, telling you about how I was drenching some sheep. You okay? I know. I know. I know. But guess what, though? Because we have like one little room. We call it the shelf room. It's just like a little storage area. And we we rented the house for two years before we bought it, and the land or the owner still had some stuff in there. And so me and Cammie this week uh, cleaned that out. And way in the back underneath the shelf, I found a whole jug of sheep drench. So I threw it out, burned it, even got rid of the dumpster, just so it's out of my house. But anyway, if you don't know what drenching sheep is, you, you, it's this medication that you give them. It's like for worms and other stuff. And I know that there's other stuff in there, okay? So please do not send me an email trying to enlighten me on what sheep drench is, because I don't care. I didn't care then. I don't care now. I just know that you're supposed to stick it in their mouth, pull the trigger. So... That was my job because I was the youngest one out there. We're working sheep on a ranch in West Texas up on this mesa. And whenever you drench sheep, I mean, I guess there's different ways of doing it. But the way I was always did it in West Texas is you put them in a crowding alley. And it's just a narrow alley. And you push them in there just as tight as you can get them. And then you get in there with your little backpack on that has your little gun, squirter gun. And you have a marker. You stick it down their mouth, pull the trigger, put a mark on their head. Right? And you just do this like million times because I don't know what happens. They just they breed right there in the alley. It's horrible. So finally got down to the last little batch. And we only had enough for about half the alley. So my dad gets in there with me because you have to keep the sheep pushed together. So he's on my right side and I'm on this side. And we're trying to hold sheep and drench and mark at the same time. And we get right down to the end. I mean like literally there's three or four sheep left to do. And we're still trying to hold them all. And all of a sudden, my dad yells, watch out. I didn't watch out because I didn't have time because the next thing I knew, I was getting hit from behind. My head hits the the panel or the pipe that the uh, pin is made of. I bounce off that. I fall down. Sheep are kicking me, biting me, stinging me. It's horrible, right? I don't even know what happened, but I'm instantly mad. You ever done that? Like when something hurts and you just get instantly like furious. I didn't even know what had happened, but I knew I was mad about it. But I was also bleeding. I mean, she 
what I'll tell you what happened. What happened was this stupid sheep that I had already done, it's at the other end of an alley, which the alley's about as long as this room right here. I was nearly done, and this stupid ewe came and jumped from 16 feet away and headbutted me right in the back of the head and bounced my head off of it, and then stomped and kicked me and bit me and stung me on the way down. Oh, it's mad. Okay, I, I'm not real sure what to do right now because there's like this big bullseye on my notes, and it says, a ewe had come from the other end of the alley and hit me in the head like it was a flying burrito. But the, the deal is, do you say A-U or an you? Because aren't you supposed to use an when there's a vowel, like an octopus versus a dog? But an you doesn't sound right. These are the things that keep me up at night. Thank you very much. I feel icky right now, not knowing, do I say A-U, an you? So we'll just settle for a stupid sheep. Oh my gosh. So crazy. Hurting, mad. And I remember thinking, I don't even want to be here because I didn't. If you weren't here last week, my dad always worked for this rancher, and this rancher had run off every day hand in four counties because he's just belligerent. And I didn't want to go out there because I didn't want to be that guy that the old man mouths off to and calls us bad names, and I jerk him off his horse and beat him with a set of split reins. I didn't want to be that guy. This is before I was a preacher, by the way. So I told my dad, I don't, I'm not going. Well, finally, my dad wore me down. He finally told me, he's like, son, I'm going to help him, and I'm the only one. You're not going to help him. You're going to help me. Fine, dad. And now my head's bleeding. I'm stung, kicked, bitten, shot. I think I was even drenched. And here I am feeling sorry for myself. I don't even want to be here. I hate this. I hate this. Today, last week, I congratulated you on getting to the plateau. But today, I'm going to tell you three things that's keeping you on the plateau. And the very first thing, you know, and I'm not saying that if you stay on the plateau that God's going to strike you dead. It, it, it's not, that, that's not the way it works. But there's three things that keep us on the plateau, and when we're on the plateau, we don't grow in Christ anymore. So these are three things that keep us from growing in Christ. The very first one, man, if this doesn't step on your spiritual toes, I want to know how you do it because I need, I need some help in this area. So the preacher is not preaching to the choir. The preacher is preaching to himself, right, with this first one. One of the things that keeps us on the plateau, I just bit my tongue. Did you hear that? Ah, maybe you should come finish. One of the things that keeps us on the mesa, keeps us from growing in Christ, is anger, is anger. Why do we get mad? Why do we have anger? Isn't it so prevalent these days? I mean, it just seems like everybody's mad about something. Everybody is mad about something. Somebody's offended by this person, what this is, blah, blah, blah. But one of the reasons that we get mad so often is because of pride, is because of pride. We get mad because something happened that we didn't like, and doesn't our world revolve around us? And you know, whenever I was preparing this, I got to thinking, and the world does kind of revolve around us in the sense that you will never know what it's like to live in my body and, and share the emotions that I have and the experiences that I've been through and the struggles I have and the achievements that I've made. You will never know what that's like. Only I will. But the same thing goes for you. I will never know what it's like to look through your eyes and experience the world like you do. So it's kind of hard not to think that the world revolves around us because we, it kind of does in a way, but that doesn't mean that we're the center of that and the most important in the world. You know, we get mad at things because of pride. 
And you might be saying, I don't, I don't do that. Well, you know, how about whenever you're driving down the road and there's construction and it says merge left and you merge left and you've been sitting in this line for 22 minutes and you see that Subaru Gunsel go by all the way up to the front and then put his blinker on trying to get in while you've been waiting 20 minutes. I know you. You're like, I ain't letting him in. I will wreck my car. I will set it on fire before I let you in. Because I was doing it right. You're doing it wrong. Now I'm mad. And I'm going to not let you in. We've all been there. It's so easy just to let that anger build up in us and then just come pouring out. You know, and I mean, really, pride is the reason that we get offended so easily. And listen, man, I am the worst of the sinners about about this. I mean, even this week, um, you know, I tell y'all all the time about me getting mad about somebody said something on social media or, you know, something like that. Listen, I only tell you about the one time I got mad. I don't tell you about the 20 or 30 times I just let it go. But ever so often, man, somebody, it's like they, they can see inside me and they're like, ooh, let's push this button. Boom. Well, I had a picture of my granddaughter licking a salt block, right? And it just said something about on the picture. It said, you know, just when you think that your kids would never do something, here they are, nevering like they never, nevered before, right? Just a funny little deal. Well, this guy, he got on there and said, well, whoever made this meme has never been on a ranch and is just trying to make a viral meme. Boop! So I invited him out. I said, well, you know, you think I've never been on a ranch? Come to the ranch, bring your horse, bring your rope, Right? And it's amazing how that can just spiral out of control because I, was, I, I really did. I was really nice at first. <laughs> and it, it kind of went downhill from there. You know why? Because of my pride. Because of my pride. And I'm sorry for that. But I'm not the only one that gets their buttons pushed. You know it, and I know it. We don't have the same buttons, but we all got buttons. And most of them, despite what the label is, reason, a lot of times it's because of pride. It's because of pride. You know, we, we want to be liked, right? We want to be loved. We want to be respected, admired, looked up to. We want to be known as wise, loving, tough, generous. We want to be all of those things. We want to be the top hand. And when we're not, we don't get the recognition we deserve, or things don't go our way. First thing that usually happens is we get angry. We get angry. And you know what? When you get angry about some stuff like that, chances are, whether we say it out loud in our heads or not, we think, this just isn't fair. And listen, life is not fair. Life is not fair. And when, when you think of your life and you think, this isn't fair to me, imagine what it's like to be God's only son and live an absolutely 100% perfect life and then be nailed to a tree to save all these other people that are just doing whatever willy-nilly they want to do. And yet you're going to give them their, their, your righteousness and they're going to give you their sin. That's not fair, is it? And I, I thank God that life's not fair because you know what? I deserve hell, but what I'm going to get is heaven. That's not fair. But I'm so thankful that life isn't fair. We get mad because of pride. But there's another reason we get mad too. A lot of times we get mad because we're afraid. We get mad because we're afraid. We get mad to cover up the fear. Because see, it, for some reason in, in our human nature, we think that anger is righteous and fear is icky but it's not anger is not righteous we don't want folks knowing that we're afraid we don't want them knowing that we don't know what to do 
We don't want them judging us. We don't want them saying anything bad about us. So we alter the things we do. And a lot of times we even get mad about it because we're not being recognized or whatever the case may be. But before you lynch me for telling you to get rid of your anger, in James chapter 1, verse 20, this is what the Holy Spirit says through James. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. Now, if that's a little bit too hard, a little bit too churchy for you to understand, I'll read it in the Simplified Cowboy Version. Living and riding right does not include a quick fuse or a sharp tongue. Living right doesn't include a quick fuse or a sharp tongue. That is not ever going to make you grow closer to God. But it's not just one verse that I picked out to hammer home my point. Here's three others. And there's just three out of about 30 that I chose. Proverbs 14, 29. Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. Ecclesiastes 7, 9. Be not quick in your spirit to become angry, for anger lodges in the heart of fools. Wow. Anger lodges in the heart of fools. In Ephesians 4, 26. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. Listen, you're going to get... I don't know that we can ever get to a point that we can do away with anger, but we can let it not control us. We don't have to give in to that anger. okay? Because the Bible clearly states that when you get mad, you cannot grow in Christ. Now, I understand... I understand what you're thinking. You didn't think I knew what you were thinking, but I do know what you're thinking because some of you thought, well, what about when Jesus made a bullwhip and chased people out of the temple and turned tables over? If Aren't we supposed to be Christ-like? Well, listen, that's a, that's a great point. That's a great point. So, when you are God's one and only Son, when you are perfect, without sin, you throw as many tables as you want to, okay? You just do whatever your little old perfect heart desires. If you're not perfect, why don't you just leave that to God? Because God says, vengeance is mine. See, God does get mad. He, he Read the Old Testament. There's a lot about God being mad. But the difference in God being angry and you being angry is you don't know the whole story. God can look down. He knows what this person's been through, all of the hurt they've endured. He knows everything about them. If he wants to get mad, let him. You can't do that. You can't look and see, you know, is, is this out of pain? Whatever the case may be. We're not God. So let's leave that part to God. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't fight for what is right according to God's Word. I know that's what some of you are thinking. Well, what, I mean, so you're saying that if I see a kid getting hurt, that I'm not supposed to say anything? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said, don't get angry. We can still stand up for what is right without being angry. And I have the perfect example for it. But first, I have my own thing to confess. I have a confession to make. Before you quit Save the Cowboy, I hope that nobody walks out right now. I, I Seriously, I don't want anybody walking out. If you think you want to walk out, please just wait till after service. Come talk to me first, okay? No, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes, all right? If you're watching online, please don't just X out of it immediately. Listen to what I have to say first, okay? 
But my confession is this. I've only seen Lonesome Dove one time. I know. I just don't have 62 hours a week to watch a TV show. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> well, I mean, like, the real reason is I've seen it. I know what happens. There's nothing exciting about it anymore. But I digress. That was just a little joke. Do you remember what happened when Call and Gus caught up with some guys that had burned some farmers? Who was with those outlaws? Jake Spoon. What happened to Jake Spoon? They hung him, didn't they? Let me ask you a question. If you've seen that movie, did you get the sense that Gus and Call were angry at Jake? Because what I got out of that is they were sad. They were sad. Now, they still did what was right, but they weren't mad about it. They were sad about it. So you can still do what is right without being angry. Now, do, do not go say that the preacher from Save the Cowboys said we could go hang people. Okay? It's pretty bad that I have to you know, throw in that disclaimer. Okay? You cannot go hang anybody. That was a TV show. All right, But it still makes the point that we can fight for what is right out of love, not anger. You don't have to be mad because anger, man, anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And it's funny how we want to always justify our own anger. Well, this, you can stand up for what's right, but the anger, human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. He's not going to strike you down for getting mad, but you're not going to move forward. And what we're talking about today is things that keep us on the mesa, things that keep us on the plateau, keep us from moving forward. You know, the quickest way to homesteading on the plateau is to give in to anger. And you're just going to make a campsite right there. Never move forward. And I know people that are just angry. Maybe they don't even know why. They're just angry and they're stuck. Let go of the anger. The second thing that keeps us pinned to the plateau is pain, is pain. Do you know what pain is? Pain reveals the true nature of our hearts. It does. Because pain will make you quit if you let it. Or pain can be the fuel to move you on. I kind of look at it as pain can be gas or water on the fire inside your soul. Is, it, you know, is that pain, are you going to use it to go forward? To burn even brighter? To shine our light? Not so that people will notice us, but so that they will notice God, who the light comes from, are we going to do that? Or are we just going to let it just quench our fire? Because I've been there, man. Been hurting and just want to quit. Just want to quit. You know, when you're hurting, it's easy to say things like, well, this just isn't worth it. It's not worth it. Or quit trying so hard, man. This, is, this isn't getting you anywhere. This hurts. You'll never make it. You're wasting your time. Blah, 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 blah. Pain can make you quit. Or Pain can be used as fuel for continuing on. Because listen, as a pastor, I've been bullied, ridiculed, called bad names, been judged harshly, had people try to ruin my name and my ministry, been told I was going to hell for paraphrasing the Bible, and some of it done by those closest to me. But I've always used that pain as fuel for moving forward. One of the first times somebody ever really, I mean, just, told me that I was a worthless preacher and that I should be kicked out of the church. I mean, said it to my face. I just told him, I said, well, bring your big guns, boy. And we'll have a meeting. We'll see what everybody else has to say about it. And then you want to know what I did? I went in the men's room and I cried. 
I sat on the toilet. The, the, the seat was down. The seat was down, okay? But I sat on the toilet and cried. It hurt that bad. And in that moment, I knew that if I let that pain, I just wanted to quit. I was like, nobody appreciates me. here. And I mean, I was doing it for free too. <laughs> this is before I was a paid pastor. I just wanted to quit. But right then, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let the devil stop me because that's exactly what he's trying to do. And I've always used that pain as fuel for moving forward. You know, I know that this sounds simplistic, but if I'm standing right here and it hurts, I don't want to stay right here. I want to go that way. I don't want to go that way because I may have to go through it again moving forward, right? Man, if you're hurting, use that as fuel to move on, not as an excuse to quit. And I'm not minimizing your pain. Because I know some of you, whether you realize it or not, have thought this. Well, that sounds great, Kevin, but you don't really understand the pain that I've been through. No, I don't, but God does. And you don't know the pain that I've gone through. The point is not to compare pain, but to use it as fuel for moving forward. Because here's the thing. You have magic inside of you. You get to choose whether you give up or keep going. You get to choose. You get to choose whether or not you're just going to give in and quit or get up and get going. You'll never be free from the pain of life, but you are free to choose what you do with it. And you know what? It's really not magic. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the power of the Holy Spirit to get you off the mesa and back on track to being who God wanted you to be. Things that keep us stuck, where we build that little cabin right there on the plateau, never grow. Some of it's anger. Some of it's pride that makes us mad. Some of it's uh, fear. Thank you. I always think, I forget what I'm saying. Anger can come from fear or pride, pain. And finally, finally, the last one. You ever thought, I want you to think just a second, where you are right now, and think back 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, are you where you are at today like you thought you would have been 10 or 15 years ago? I don't think any of us are. And it's so easy to get caught up in that trap of, you know what, this isn't how my life was supposed to work out. This isn't supposed to happen because I've been doing this and I've been doing that and I've been doing this and I've been doing that and I should be here, but I'm right here. That'll keep you stuck like nothing else especially when there's anger or pain involved, we start doubting ourselves about how we ended up where we are. You know, I think, I think a lot of times we give up on who God wants us to be in exchange for what we wish we were. Let me read that again. I think a lot of times we give up on who God wants us to be in exchange for what we wish we were. We'll never move forward with a thought process like that. You are either right where God wants you to be or you're this close to it. You want to know why? Because even if you're not, maybe you've been going the wrong direction for a thousand miles, right? Maybe you've been going the wrong direction for a thousand miles. The right direction is one step away, and it's called repentance. It's turning from the wrong way to the right way. It's being renewed by the way you think of knowing that, hey, this isn't the way I should go. Let's go back this way. You're right on track right then, right then. Don't Trade who God wants you to be for what you wish you were. That'll get you stuck. Stuck like Chuck. Three things that will keep you on the mesa and keep you from growing and moving on. Anger, pain, and the what should have been. So we got done. Got all the blood cleaned off of me. And it was time to leave. Well, we were going back there the next day. I don't even remember what we were supposed to be doing now, to be honest with you. But we were going back there the next day. 
So the boss man had taken his truck up there. You'll remember that from the first, uh, from last week in the beginning. But he'd taken his truck up there, and I'd ponied his horse, and my dad and his granddaughter were there. And they were leaving their horses up there, but I was riding a different horse, and there was no truck and trailer. There was just a truck. So I had to ride back to headquarters. And I got back to head, or I was heading the direction of headquarters because I didn't want to take the 16-mile dirt road. I didn't even know where that dirt road was to get there. But I knew where headquarters was, so I headed for it, and I couldn't find the trail down. And all there is on this mesa is rim, what we call rim rock. And it's just, you know, it's kind of a, it's a flat mountain, but like the last little bit of the mountain is all rock. One day, I hope y'all see it. That fell through again. I finally found the safest spot I could find. And it was about four, a sheer drop off of about four feet and then an angle like this down. Because I knew when I was fixing to go off this on my horse, it was going to be a man from Snowy River debacle. I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know where the dirt road was. There was nobody to ask. And <laughs> this was before cell phones. Couldn't even call. Well, you wouldn't have been able to call anybody in West Texas anyway. So I eased my old pony up to the edge and gigged him. And he's like, uh-uh. I ain't happening. So I talked real sweet to him. Told him what a great idea this was. Stupid pony believed me. I geeked him again and he went. So did I. Out of the saddle I came. Come back next week and I'll tell you what happened. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we want to grow closer to you, not be stuck where we're at. Help us to let go of anger. Help us to use the pain to move forward. Not an excuse to remain. And finally, God, help us to surrender our lives to the will of you and your plan by putting all of our faith and trust in Jesus who you sent to save us. God, there are so many folks struggling with the anger and pain and the what-ifs of life. You and your ways are the key that unlocks our potential that is found by writing for your brand. We know that you love us, and we want you to know that we love you too. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.